So you just want me to read this thing? Well, I usually start off with something, and we're back in the B block. See, you're the professional at this. I'm just an amateur. Well, so, we're folks, we're back in the B block with uh, a wounded Professor Latouris and good old Matty Rockdeff over there. I was just looking at uh, at some of the people chiming in. Well, you know, shout out to uh, my buddy Johnny. He he, he uh, chimed in, uh, and and Lewis Nelson chimed in, and uh, a couple of other folks. Very very cool. Thank you for checking. It. Thank you for checking it out. If you do like this, you know, please please share it up. Uh, you know, you find everything again at themediavirus dot com. Um, what do you got loaded up there, Pete? Or you want, do we have the uh, advice for advice for kids? First, or do we first, have first the, article I have yeah, is advice for for kids. The uh, the adults in their thirties are sharing the things they believe every younger person should know, and this is excellent advice. Is the title of this article? Hey, Mike, can you pop yeah. this up on the screen so we can like show it? Yeah, give me just a second, and I can I can you know do some of the reading at the same time now that I've got my glasses. That's why he I didn't found, volunteer. He found his glasses. All right. He can't see without his glasses. He can't see without um, his glasses. The uh, glasses, <clears throat> the glasses. Yeah. I've got no, nobody, 20. Nobody, nobody noticed anything like the last couple of weeks. I stopped wearing my glasses. Put my contact lenses in. Oh, my God, Pete. It's like nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> Adults in their 30s and older are sharing the things they believe every younger person should know. And this is Excellent advice. Well, we'll be the judge of how excellent this advice is. Um, let's just jump. I, I always skip the yeah. fucking intro. Fuck the intro. It's okay to take time. It's okay to take your time making decisions. Don't let people rush you into big life choices. Um, okay. That, that's that's terrible advice. <laughs> that's terrible advice. Okay. Uh, sometimes you have to make a decision. Well, let's, it, you know, there is no rushing anymore. You understand what I'm saying? Like, uh, like if your decision is to fix the toilet, okay, and the toilet's full of shit, eventually you're going to have to make that decision. You're going to get rushed there, into it. I there, is no, there is no time to waste in that situation. Right, exactly. exactly. You know, sometimes you just got to make decisions. The difference I mean, could be wet feet or dry feet. Right. Ooh. I mean, there's, emergencies arrives, and sometimes... You know, and now, you know, what's a big life choice? Pregnancy. You've got a certain amount of time to figure that one out. So, yeah, that's terrible fucking advice. Narrow window. Don't take your time. You know, there, there's, there's, a, there's a, give it, give it your, you got to do your risk reward analysis and then make a decision. It's, it's that simple. All right. What's the next one? Do yeah, stretches okay. and fix your posture before you. Because you will not enjoy your spine being dusted by the time you're in your mid thirties. I I feel personally I feel personally attacked. I didn't make it to my mid thirties. My thirtieth birthday, dude. I was a healthy man on my on my twenty ninth year and three hundred and sixty fourth day. I woke up on my thirtieth birthday and I feel like I lost the use of my bottom half of my body, and it hurt like hell. Uh, so yeah. You know, do stretches, do that. You know, like I'm trying to do all this shit now to repair the, the damage that I've done of wearing Chuck Taylors. Oh my God. You know what irritates me is uh, Matt's mom used to nag me like when we were together, which is so this is 27 years ago. She used to nag, she's nag um, about me wearing Chuck Taylors. She's like, those are going to fuck up your back. Those are going to fuck up your back. Those are going to fuck up Yeah, here I am in my 30s. And uh, it's not a happy situation. I, I got news for you. It, it, it's more than the shoes. No, I know that. I also, I, I mean, I was also, a, I was a big man. I, I did a lot of dumb shit by myself. I carried a refrigerator up steps. It's not a good thing to do. Likewise, I did like, by myself. Like, stupid things. Like, in, like I picked up an 18 cubic foot refrigerator and so, well, I slid it up the steps. <laughs> so when I, I brought it up to the steps, I put it on the steps. I slid it up the steps and then got it up and, and put it in can place. Can I, can I tell you guys a little story real quick? Yeah. You guys think that's bad. Like, yeah, eight, 18 cubic foot refrigerator. I remember laying on the floor of my friend's garage underneath his pickup truck. And what was on uh, my chest? The transmission. 
we didn't we couldn't we couldn't we 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 couldn't get any sort of device or jack under the truck with us under there mm-hmm. and and such to, to to lower the transmission down. No, it was time to bench press a a four speed or five speed transmission manual transmission housing and all. Yeah. Well, you I know, think that I think that actually back. leads us that leads us to the next one. Uh, once you get into your thirties, you have enough life experience that you should have learned to make safer bets, mind your own business, and understand what social priorities you have, like going to the club on a Saturday night versus going to the grocery store. But making safer bets, you know, now you know not to put yourself in a situation like that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know what I mean, absolutely. Now, and now I, I, I look, now I look at a vehicle and I go, yeah, fuck now. Dude, there there are so many things that like I. I will just go to immediately go to do and then think to myself, like that's, that's a pile of problems. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do it this way. Uh, no, I've, number four, I've done the training. Four, on my chest. My, what's I, that? I said, I've done the training on my chest thing. Yo, we don't have to give out secrets. <laughs> we don't know about, we don't need to know about your sex life. Yo, guy. What, yeah. What you do in the privacy of your bedroom is your business. Your teenage years aren't as important as you think they are. When I was a teenager, it felt like, that was the that was a peak adulthood, and every choice was going to haunt me forever. By the time I reached twenty one, those years suddenly felt long forgotten and insignificant. And I'm here to tell you, you've got a whole new series of of things to screw up every year of your life. So, your you, you teenage years—that's just getting started. Here's the thing. Let me explain. No, because this is terrible advice too. It's terrible fucking advice. Here's why. Uh, there are some decisions that you make in childhood that are going to haunt you forever. Like you might at 12 decide that you think you want to start smoking. Yeah. That's going to haunt you forever. Yeah. That, you that, might that think that around. you, that you might think that premarital sex is a fucking fun thing to do. That might. And then haunt you forever. Then uncle Bob sends you a Christmas card every year for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's not wow that's so yeah there are some significant things that can happen in your teenage years that you need to be mindful of it's terrible advice now this one can't be that bad save money even if it's only a little bit every week treat it like a bill and don't touch it have some money to invest in yourself in a few years' time when you have a better idea of how you want your life to pan out. This is terrible advice. No, no, that, that, that's Here's, probably not that no. bad. No, no, it was, it was good advice. It was good advice 10 years ago. It was good advice maybe five years ago. What, what the, this is what the advice should be. Go buy a wheelbarrow, and then in a couple of years, you're going to need that wheelbarrow to carry the cash to the store to buy a loaf of fucking bread. Our, our money is going to be absolutely fucking in, in valueless. We are in, we are in for one of the, one of the hardest times America has ever fucking seen. You have no idea what you're in for. Saving money is futile. Get what you can now. That's, that's the advice that I, I think everybody should. I'm going to be getting some chickens. I think. I can't have chickens in this neighborhood, but I, I think I'm going to... I can't either, so... I, I'm going to try... You know what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to set up a, uh, a a rain collection system for to, to set up for my gray water. Like flushing the toilet and washing the... Like collecting the rain. That's not, that, it. That's yeah, not be, that hard. Be careful with that. They'll be on your door, like, you know, ready to arrest you in a heartbeat. Yeah, the, you can be arrested for that. Nah. Because technically the water's not yours. I'm gonna have to look into see what the, falls what from the, the fucking sky. The community mine. guidelines no. are here for chickens. Not if not if it falls on county land. What if it's falling on my land? Which is in the county that you pay taxes to occupy. My fucking water. No, you don't have the water rights. I'll fight for it. This I'm publicly announcing that shit. <laughs> Come and get me. All right. Um, that might not have been a good idea. So, what's the next piece of advice? Anger is healthy and rational in many cases, but it is damaging to live in anger or hate all of the time. That's not that bad. And I, I think that's probably valid. You need to need to kind of mitigate and manage your hate and anger. Channel. Channel. That's yes. what I say. 
I say channel your hate and anger into Here's things. the thing. This is the, and I'm not going to shit on this too much. Um, but you have to stay angry because you have to stay motivated. But it's to hate. And it's hard to have anger without hate for me. Um, but hate is a, is a corrosive material that destroys the container that carries it. It's just going to destroy you from the inside. It's going to give you an ulcer. It's going gonna, it's gonna to destroy your body. It's stress on you, and it's not worth it. And that's, you know, that's where I've really, and this several years ago, where I've come to this conclusion that, that hatefulness is not, is not, you know, uh, the way you should live your life. Right. No. Um, and that's, you know, decent advice. But uh, we should move on. I guess. All right. Anything worth doing is worth half-assing. What? Anything worth doing is worth half-assing. So what they mean by this is going to the gym for 10 minutes is better than not going at all. Kind of like learning a language is better than not learning a language at all. Brushing your teeth for 30 seconds is better than not brushing at all. Yeah, okay. So so half-ass things to start the good habits and then keep doing the stuff that works. In all honesty, man, that's that's literally how we started this podcast. We are on episode 114, uh, and uh, you know we don't we don't set the world on fire, um, and but uh, it's just every week we get together and we do this and we prep for it. We come up with these. What do we want to talk about this week? This is what we've done this week. Okay, there's a quality product, and then we and then we try to put out you know a, a decent show for people to you know, hopefully get you know their grubby little hands into and, and enjoy um and join in you know there is a there is a chat pete are you taking a look at any of the uh yeah i'm taking a peek at it right now was, uh, you, you try to head back in between things there what do you what's going on here i don't know i'm looking what's mike doing i stopped to look back in the chat sorry oh i was doing my own thing oh <laughs> I don't, I don't. You said, "Hey, have you been looking at the chat?" So I did. I was talking to Pete, though. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, I thought sorry. about it for. I looked at it for a second, and I said, "Ah, fuck it." Try to build. Well, there's people in there. So you know. let's see. Number eight. Let's uh, try to build a dynamic. But relationship. you just said you're going to half at least half acid. Right. If at least half acid, you're doing a great you're job at half acid. Trust me. <laughs> Oh, I'm Try to build dynamic relationships with your parents. Utilize their resources as much as you can, but please think independently and make your own decisions and don't follow their advice blindly. Huh. You know, I, I like how it's utilize their resources as much as you can. Like, yeah, how about I, you go out that's and a to- do it yourself? That's a totally u- millennial thing to say. Hey, uh, leech off your parents, but uh, don't listen to them. Believe right? your parents drive, but tell them, shut I mean, the fuck up. Listen, I've always tried to be independent. I've failed many times and had to go back to my parents. There's no, you know, not go back, but, you know, turn to them for emergencies. Um, you know, but try not to is the, is a, I think is a better, yeah. you know, just go out and, you know, go out and do it. No, so I, I was, I was luck. on board with that dynamic relationship with your parents thing, because I'm a, yes. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in the, 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 the thought process that once you once you're grown, you have to decide whether you want to have an adult relationship with your parents or not. Like, do you right. want to, do you want to know them as an adult and and continue the relationship? And it's an active decision. And you, there's things from childhood you just have to leave behind, walk away, and and come back. So I was on board there, and then it's like utilize their resources as much as you can. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's just, that's not what I was thinking. You know, it's funny because uh, it's one of those things, man, where, where, you know, when you have a kid, like the, like my first kid, I was 19. And after about three or four years, like I really started to see like my dad's, my parents, like a different perspective. Right. On what you, what you expect that, like what, what you want from a child and what, <laughs> not what you want from a child, but what right. you. You know, what, just what you're, 
your love and your and your protection and everything that you want to do and where the you know where the yelling comes where the yelling comes from yeah, well, yeah. where the yelling and that was important is that I learned where the yelling comes from and then it really wasn't until I didn't really understand my father until I had until this, my second child and then you know him being different than than the rest of the, you know than than most kids right um, much like I was. Not in the same extreme, but much like I was. And I, I got to understand my father's relationship with me compared to my father's relationship with my brother, my older brother. Uh, you know, and so it's one of those things where you're, uh, you want to build a friendship. Yes. With, uh, you know, with your parents that is independent of your needs. Like you want to need nothing from them. You want to, you want right. to, you want to, you want to, when you get older, you want to add value to them is, is you want to add value to, 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 yeah. you know, to, to their lot in life, whether it's, they have somebody that shows up once in a while. I mean, right now that's the best I can do for my parents is just be somebody that shows up. Like try to once a week. I've been very lax just because of Christmas and but she's had COVID and, uh, you know, this type of thing. So, oh, yeah. but uh, moving on. Number nine, chronic bad luck. Pile of trash in your car. You've been meaning to clean up, but never have the chance. You've been meaning to donate a bag of clothes, but it sits in your closet. Lots of parking tickets and late fees. Always late for appointments. Folk, this is, I'm getting hurt here, man. This, yeah. is, <laughs> this isn't, what, what kind of, you might have adult AD. Well, well fuck you, I know that. That was a long walk around to this. Hey, get fucking get a dog. Jesus Christ. I'm so ADD. I didn't, I saw it coming and didn't want to read it. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait a minute. I see where this is going. I've heard Fuck this you. all before. And that's a problem, too, is, you know, I was like being raised, you know, I was in that era where they were giving like pills to kids for, for ADD. Yeah. But my parents were presenting it kind of like, hey, you're fucked up. Let's try to fix you with these pills. Nice. Instead of like, you know, take this, maybe you won't be such an asshole type of thing. So yeah. I never wanted, you know, for, and not to, and so my parents wanted to prevent it from happening, mm -hmm. you know, prevent me from getting on pills. Cause that was like a, you know, like a life sentence type of thing. But so I also never saw any psychiatrist for more than three months. I, I don't know what it has. To, I, I, I dwell on that often, but, uh, Let's moving on. Number 10. <laughs> the people you choose to allow into your life will make a huge difference in how your life turns out, especially romantic relationships. Yeah. Choose wisely. I mean, that's yeah, absolutely. The, the people that you hit your wagon to. And that was the, you know, one of the, one of the pieces of advice that I gave to my son when he was thinking about going to college and I, and he got accepted to UPenn. And uh, early decision, first child from Kensington High School ever to be accepted to the University of Pennsylvania and graduated with a bachelor's degree. But when he went, to, when, he was, when he was accepted, I said, dude, college is not about the degree. It's about making the connections with the other people that are getting degrees because you're, mm -hmm. going, you're going to college with the elite. You make friends with the elite. The elite will accept you. I, I'd okay? like to point out one thing. What's that? The only person that I've I've met that your son went to college with is staff writer Bill. Staff writer Bill is an incredibly successful man. I didn't say that he wasn't. I just said he's I'm the just only saying. one. He's, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you know what? People shit on millennials. Every millennial I know is an exceptional human being. Yeah. Now I I really I have never like I I my wife, dudes I work with, staff writer Bill, my kid. I love staff I, writer Bill. I, I, who doesn't love Staff Bill? But, I, I know one person, but I, but, love but I like to kick him from time to time because, of course, that's it, what he's for. That's because like he's such a jerk. Well, it's the impetus to get him on the show. Eventually, I kick him hard enough and he shows up. He shows up. Yeah. Well, he doesn't want to use his data on us because he's too cheap to pay for internet. <laughs> I, we got to get Bill on film moving again. I've got, I told you I have an idea oh, for yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah. We're working on that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, go meet Staff Writer Bill. That's, Number 10. Find yourself you a staff do. writer, Bill. Number 11. Uh, when, I'm, when I'm talking to a loved one, or really anyone I like, I always try to end the talk 
uh, with a friendly, happy atmosphere. Uh, it will happen, and it happened a bunch of times now, uh, that this might be the last time you speak to them. And as someone, you know, they'll, they'll re- surprisingly die on you without any warning. Uh, and, you know, it's a little consolation when the last words you've exchanged were were nice, or else it will live rent-free in your head forever. The last moment was wasted for useless negativity that you can never undo. That That's pretty reasonable. I mean... I mean, I guess. It really only bothers you. Once they're dead, they don't give a fuck. True. I mean... <laughs> yeah, that, that, it's, it's not a selfless thing. I mean, that's, that's totally a selfish thing, but... That's the, you know, yeah, it's a, you're just... You know, you're being nice to be selfish. Well, you know what? But it's okay. Uh, yeah, I, sometimes you gotta... Sometimes you gotta start a fight. Don't think uh, too don't much... Don't think too much about pe- people think you. Yeah, well. that's, that's good advice, because I've... I've spent a, a long time doing that, and the better I, you get at it, the the more freeing it can be. I don't know if anybody's seen pictures of me, but I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks of me. My hair is the way that I want it. I, you know, I look the way I want. I dress the way I want. Uh, say the things I want to say. And uh, it's a good way to live. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, it's you know what, dude? Uh, if you're not worried now, here's the thing, uh, not worrying about what people think of you is also like, if you're a complete scumbag, you're going to get locked up. Well, you know, you know what I mean? Like if you're like beat your kids so loud, their neighbors fucking hear you and shit. Uh, yeah, I want to give a shout out real quick to S W Y W podcast. Uh, out, uh, send me an, uh, an email at Maddie at mediavirus.com and uh you know i can uh, i can make you a background if you'd like if you have assets or whatever i'll show you how to do it i uh i made it in photoshop he's asking about backgrounds oh wow I, I can't like you can't like direct i don't know i just thought it was cool i was retarded what's the next one uh don't oh don't uh, read out youtube comments in a live stream oh well. <laughs> there it is number 13 <laughs> School isn't everything, but education learning is. Uh, you don't have to go to college or any uh, get masters, get a master's and please the professor. Just keep le- learning your way and increase your knowledge of things you care about. I mean, that, that that's decent advice, and that's a way that I've I've lived for a long time. But uh-huh. you know what really helps is a piece of paper that says you can fucking do it. Yeah, well, I I'll I'll agree with that. Um... Because I mean, if, if if either of us had, I'll tell you what, if, if I think if either of us had the piece of paper that said we could do communications, we wouldn't be doing this. No, no. We might not be doing something we like really enjoy, but we'd be working in the industry. Yeah. And had we not, like, had I known that existed? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I did you know, know it existed school, and I, I chose a different path. But honestly, I've I've been places where... I've been told you need the piece of paper and I stand up to people with the piece of paper. Um, at the end of the day, when you're looking for work, it helps to have it. It helps to have that piece of paper. Absolutely. When you're doing the work and you've already got the job and you're out there and you're, your elbows deep in it and you're going back and forth with the guy that's got three pieces of paper that hang behind his desk. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because right is right. And, the best idea wins. So right. that's kind of where that is. We're moving on. If you scroll down a little bit, Michael. <sighs> Don't focus too much on having the perfect body. Uh, this person has put weight on in the past, uh, in the last year after years of wanting to be super skinny and is now the happiest they've ever been. Learn to appreciate your body and keep it healthy. And it doesn't matter if you have a bit of a belly or bigger thighs. That's probably reasonable advice. I mean, Travel earlier rather than later. It'll be easier and you'll be significantly freer. And I, I think yeah. that advice is if, like younger in life. Well, not you only know. that, but, you know, uh, some people are, you know, that hyper scheduled down to the minute where you leave at the last possible second and arrive at the last possible second and go in and do the thing. And then you run out and you get back on the plane and you, that's very stressful. So I, I, I think this advice translates both in the in in the long in the big picture as far far as that goes as well as in the um in the near term all right this one already starts off with nonsense 
It's, I mean, dude, come on. That's not one piece of advice. Well, and it starts Wait. with... It starts uh, with Jesus Christ. Your brain one, isn't fully your developed. Your brain isn't fully developed until you're 25. So what you like, who you are, and what you want can drastically change. And that's perfectly normal. Two, get into healthy habits. Nothing crazy. Just water, gentle exercise, and a varied diet. Three, you're young, free, and single. <laughs> this may not be the case. So enjoy your youth and your freedom. You know, freedom sucks. <laughs> Let me it tell can. You something. Freedom it, isn't it great. It really can. You know who's free? Stray dogs are free. Yep. Stray cats are free. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Freedom. Freedom is is fighting for your life every fucking moment. All right. Don't be afraid of making mistakes. Make them now and reflect on them. It's not bad to make mistakes. Bill has a motto, and Bill Bill goes fail quickly. Yeah, it gives you more time fail to clean quick. up. Get it out of yeah. the way. Don't fail over years. It gives you fail fast. It gives you better, more time to clean up. Yeah. No is a full sentence. Learn to use it and say it. That's, that's right. That That's actually really good advice. It, you know what? I It's taken me a long time to learn to say no and mean it. Yeah. Because I've said no. I got, my wife will ask me to do something. I'll say no, and I just get up and do it. Yep. But I'm I'm just joking. Like I was like, no. Yeah. But you get into the practice and like... Yep. Eventually, you'll you'll be able to say it and mean it. Yeah. Somebody who's no, I'm not doing that. And sometimes you have to go no. Yeah. And then you have to repeat yourself. You make sure no, I'm not doing that. Or no, I said that the first time. Uh, it's okay if you don't know who you are yet. You get to decide what that looks like. Okay. I mean, who you are. Get a job and do something. Yeah, and who, I'm I'm here to tell you at at you know we're rounding the bend on fifty, all three of us, and I can honestly say that I don't know who I'm going to be in five years. I just don't. I don't know. I honestly don't know who I am now. I mean, that, I think that's a part of this journey is me trying to figure out, you know, what you know, what my feelings are about things. You know, at at the end of the day, you know, just looking over this information that we just talked about. Uh, thinking. Are back. we done with this? Yeah, this, we. Yeah, we'll move on yeah, to the next the one here one. in a second. Um, I want to piggyback on travel early. If I could give a piece of advice to any, you know, any anybody uh, eighteen, you know, you're getting into the workforce now. I know that having a driver's license now isn't as important for some reason uh, to the younger younger generation. Uh, but when you, if you are behind the wheel, uh, give your on the travel early. Give yourself time to get to work. Yeah. And don't stress over it. Don't drive fast. You know, just do just do the speed limit. Enjoy the moment. Those couple of minutes. How my drive's 45 minutes, but you know, if whatever however long your drive is, just enjoy it. Take a minute. Put on the Media Virus podcast. Listen to it. Maddie's pretty funny. Pete can barely read, but we make him do it. <laughs> I mean, Mike carries the whole show. So I'm surprised Mike doesn't have like huge muscles on his shoulders like carrying us. <laughs> nah. He does, absolutely. But uh, um, so yeah. Now, but uh, thinking back uh, over this list, I mean, if I had to think at knowing what I know now, to go back to 18. Oh, that's a great one. It, it's an interesting concept because one, I you'd never keep clothes on me. I know that now. I I would just be, I would be naked Mike. Naked <laughs> Mike. Nobody would call me, you know, I I I I was my I was always called by my last name. I never had a real nickname, but that you know, knowing what I know now if I could go back, I would have a nickname. It would be Naked Mike. I would just always I would be the guy who got naked because gives a fuck. <laughs> I feel like now it's a big deal though. What, being naked? Well, back then it wasn't that big a deal. No, but but now you couldn't do it. No, I couldn't just start being naked, Mike. Today, no, it's a shame. I think that would be great. <laughs> you know what, man? <laughs> Not for nothing, dude. But I say, follow your fucking dreams. Uh, be careful. The Reverend be careful, be careful what you wish for, Maddie. Next next week he's going to show up on 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 the Zoom. 
Naked. <laughs> the Reverend and Professor Naked Mike Latouris. Just a couple of black floating bars here and there. You know. <laughs> That's incredible. All right, so uh, Mike, bring up the next thing we were gonna we we're gonna go through. Well, there was it's a, easier to pop it up on the screen. Yeah, there was another interesting list here. Uh, it was the ten surprisingly dangerous things that people don't realize are dangerous, but they should. Um, I, I thought it was a rather mundane list. I wanted to kind of pick it apart uh, after I saw it. So, I I think this is one of the things that you tossed into the into the mix. Well, yeah, because I wanted to, I kind of wanted to remind, like, you know, I don't think people really fathom how dangerous some of this shit is. Okay, so we'll we'll start from the list at at 10. Stress. Stress stress is is the most dangerous thing that you can, like, and and stress is, hate causes stress. You know, anger trying to get to work, like if you haven't left on time, if you're driving, you know, these, all of these things cause stress and they, they, they do destroy your body. I am living proof that, that stress destroys the body. So just remember that, that is, that is, you know, just piggybacking on the last discussion we had. Uh, what's the next one? Uh, let's see. Wild here. animals. Yeah, yes. I love it. I do it. I love it. Uh, but it's it's sad when it, when a kid, you know. But when it's a grown adult, it's like they get what they. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I get I this. Think, I think because we were we were raised in a in an age of before everybody had a camera in their hand, you know, or a video camera in their hand. Essentially, you think yeah. that? I mean, like we were raised with a healthy respect. For wild animals. Okay. Now, I, like, I, I call bullshit. <laughs> I call what bullshit. Do you mean? I've got a guy at my day job that works for me. We'll call him Cliff. So Cliff is probably 10 years older than us or so. And at least three or four times a year, I have to have a conversation with him about Deer are in rut now. Don't challenge a buck. Because I have seen him. Oh, look, a deer. And go and stand and look in the deer's direction and not move. Which, For what? in deer speak, is on, here, I, here I am. Come and get me. I'm challenging you. <laughs> Come and, at me, bro. And when they're in rut, it means they're trying to get laid. So they really want to fight because they think you're trying to get in between them and the doe. Um, I've also seen him step to a wild turkey. And I've had to say, hey, Cliff, keep in mind, a wild turkey will mess you up because they ain't playing. Those those talons, they will. Oh, yeah, dude. Birds will fuck you up. Uh, turkeys are mean. Turkey, every bird, every bird is mean. Every bird, if they're not fleeing from you, they're mean. Yes. And uh, an ostrich will like, kill you instantly. Have they, you, they just come at you. Have you ever seen a a, a, a pissed off bull turkey? And they, they, I'm sure. They put all those feathers up and shit and start coming at you. Dude. It's bad, dude. It is dude, bad. Geese. geese. Yeah, geese. Dude, I oh, remember. Yeah. A pissed off take- goose is ignorant. I used to take the I used to take the kids on walks, right? Uh-huh. Uh like in the woods and shit. And at this lake, there was like, you know, it was a path. It was a nice place to go. And uh you come out to a clearing. We come out to a clearing, and my young Ryan was maybe three or four, like right around the diagnosis, right? Mm-hmm. And we've we and we come up on this gaggle of geese. <laughs> I mean, a gaggle, like a full-on, there had to be a hundred of them. Right. And he barrels towards him <laughs> he just takes off he is fast and all but one and they, runs they, <laughs> no they all dude they all attacked him oh, oh they, all and, teamed, they all teamed up and yeah, said oh dude, let's get this fool like, <laughs> me and maddie went in i grabbed him we are kicking fucking geese 
Oh god. To get them like hunting them like footballs. Oh god. To get them to get them out of like our way because we're just running towards the car because this wow. kid, you know, the kid pissed off a bunch of geese. And we I, like geese will fuck you up. What did he say to them? Or what did they think he said to them that they were like, oh no, fuck it. We're not flying away this time. We're gonna get him. I don't dude, I don't know. <laughs> because have you ever run at geese? They just fly and they move. No, they all came back. <laughs> I you know what? I used like, to like. He probably said something like, "You're going to look really good on my Christmas dinner table, you know, next to the stuffing and, and, I, and potatoes." I, I used to have this dog, Virginia, and I, we, there's a cemetery not far from the house. I would take her out tactical in the, pigeons in the in the in the back lot of, of the cemetery, and the geese would land back there. Well, I'd I'd have her out there running in the back lot of the cemetery, and you know, she'd find goose turds. And I'd have to stop her from eating. I no, don't eat that. Don't eat that. But like she, she could smell the geese, and she she was all about whatever was leaving these little tasty bites for her. She wanted to find it, and like a flock of geese landed one day while we were there, and she looked up, and like the light bulb went off over her head. She's like, oh, oh, I get it. That's where these come from, and she took off. <laughs> And she ran as hard and as fast as she could for about 500 feet. And she got within, oh, 100 feet of this flock of geese that just blacked out the sky as they took off. Wow. But, like, none of those geese were like, we're going to stay and fight. They were like, nah, we're out of here. (laughs) I I ask Matt, dude, I'll get Maddie on. And I believe you. I believe you. I kicked one dead in the chest. Your favorite reject uh, chimed in with, "Can we just call uh, call geese tactical pigeons?" And I I had seen uh, a Canadian. There's a Canadian guy on uh, on TikTok that uh, has a shirt with a goose on it and says, "Angry Cobra Chicken." (laughs) That's pretty funny too. Cobra Chicken. Um, I like that. Angry Cobra Chicken. Francis H is chiming in from the uh, Netherlands. She's very. They are very tired. How about it? Good I mean, to hear this gender anybody. Pardon me. Good to see the Netherlands with us tonight. Hail the Netherlands. Hello. That's what I meant to be. Using non-ladder objects to reach objects, dude. I have seen people get yeah. guilty. ass over tea kettle. Guilty. guilty. Done it. I, I will scale dude, something sometimes quick. Sometimes the chair just breaks if you're using it the right way. Yeah. You know, things happen. And if it's not, and oh, dude, pressure washers. Oh, yeah. You can pressure wash a toe right off. Yeah. Got to be careful. No, I've seen it. It's it's nasty. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people don't realize that if if you think this is a flip-flop job, you need to really keep your no, feet you wanna, back. No, you want to wear steel-toed boots, preferably. I was told that when I, I did, I, it, when like I did that work, I was to told that. I had to. What? I said I'd like to add one thing to this list because I don't I don't see it here, is, is spinning blades. Anything with a spinning blade. <laughs> yeah. Spinning blades are dangerous. Crowds. Yeah. A mass of people will kill yep. you. Yeah. A per- I mean, without, they're not trying to. A person just, can be sp- smart, but people are stupid. Yes. I almost got killed. I almost got crushed at the corn concert. Back on the Life is Peachy tour. They uh-huh. opened up with, uh, they opened up with uh, Blind. And, you know, I don't know if you're, it's, are you right? And like the whole place just went nuts. And at the electric factory, there are these pillars. Mm-hmm come through and the the crowd just moved in such a way that it was just like I was Put last right against one up it. against the yep. pillar and like a buddy of mine just reached in grabbed me and pulled me out and because he was like a, behind the pillar there was no mass right. of humanity so yeah I also got kicked in the head 16 times at that show and uh, that was a so a crowd uh, plus a heavy metal band uh, could kill you yeah it's happened you know that was a, I forget what band that was. There was a couple bands. The Who, the Who killed people. Guns and Roses, I think, killed people. Yeah. ACDC, ACDC kill anybody? There's been a lot of them through the years. Uh, White and- Snake killed a whole bunch of people. Remember that? Yeah. Setting that fire and they had py- fucking full stage pyrotechnics in a in a bar, bar the size of a dining room. Yeah. Jesus. Water. Yeah, water. You could drown. Nobody. Just in case anybody didn't know, you can. Only takes about an inch. You, that's right. You can do teaspoon. 
so I remember when I was a little kid, one of the first times my parents ever took me to the pool, I was probably about five. My mom kept telling me, she kept pointing. She's like, don't go down there. It's the deep end. And I kept arguing with her. I'm like, it's look, it's the same level. What are you talking about? It's the deep end. Uh, it's the same level as it is. <laughs> just as like the hill or the, the incline and, you know, goes down. Right. It had no, I'll be right. fine, I mean, ma. I'm just going down here. I'll be fine. So then, I, so then I had to wind up at the bottom of the pool to learn what she meant. I looked by at the, at the bottom of the deep end, figured out what she meant by that's the deep end. You know what I mean? With, somebody with seven, jumped in. Yeah, seven feet of water over top of you. Yeah, and then somebody jumped in, pulled me out, and then they explained it to me like really loudly. <laughs> <laughs> you can't carry dumbbells to the deep end, dumbbell. Yes, right. <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, what's the next one? All right, the next one is it, and it not to be it goes redundant. Along the ocean, the ocean. It, it's it it's not as redundant as you might think because wave action is something that that people who really understand water don't necessarily understand wave action, and it's it's tough to learn. You, you if when if you spend enough time around the coast, and I think some of us here are probably spoiled to it you know we we learn to see the riptides and stuff and stay away from them but um it's a real thing i gotta how, tell how many, you this too. how many how many how many uh, by a show of hands how many people here have uh have been waffled like completely like just obliterated by a wave at, at the beach you yep. know at oh dude jersey shore here, or whatever here i got and a story to the, to the point of you come up and you're like oh my god i'm alive yeah. So here's the thing. There, there was a span of time of about, well, from 18 to 42. So from the age of 18 to the age of 42. So what's that? It's about 24 years. Yeah. Give or take. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I was in the ocean when I was about 18. Okay. A, you know, buff, 380 pound muscular, you know, kid going into the ocean and no breakers, no problem. Going through the waves, haha! This is fun riding the waves, <laughs> and all that. When I was forty-two, now I, when I was forty-two, I weighed two hundred and twenty pounds, and I'm in much different condition. And that ocean kicked my ass, like to the point where I I, I was exhausted, and yeah. I could, I could only do my best to crawl, mm -hmm. uh, just so I had more surface area against. <laughs> The, like the, yeah, you know, it's the the little bit yeah. of it's only a couple of inches, but it's pulling so hard. Yeah, and it's and it was and I was like, I could not believe that I didn't have I didn't have the muscle strength to fight it. No, you it you you have to be very very in yeah. shape and and very strong to stand up against the wave action of the ocean. And it's, it, that's why it's such a dangerous thing. If you don't understand what you're getting into, you really just don't, you don't have any business there. Now, this, you know, I don't know uh, who decided to hit that subscribe button. But thank you very much. Hey, thank um, you. you know, hey, and uh, if there's anybody else watching that wants to go ahead and hit that subscribe button, you can do that. You can also check us out on the mediavirus.com. You can like, you know, subscribe, follow and share to all our fun stuff right from there. Uh, Go over on to the next one. Three uh, pin setters in bowling alleys. I recently saw a video where, and it was on like uh, the Dodo. It was like, it was a TikTok video, but it was one of those like one of those produced company you know videos uh -huh. where they find the the cream of the crop and share it out. And it was a kid who threw himself down the bowling alley, knocked over all the pins. The thing came down and that pin setter, and I just thought to myself, and they're doing it like this is a funny thing. And I'm thinking right. that kid might be dead. Yeah. <laughs> like those things will kill you. It's well over a thousand pounds of mechanized death by steel and moving belts. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, like, a, like a toddler running down the running yeah. down the aisle and the parents think it's funny. That's the, the, you know, the example he gives. But I just saw that video where the kid ran down the thing. My dad tells story of him being a pin setter at a bowling yeah, alley. Yeah, before they had the mechanized job. yeah, before they had the mechanized equipment. Yeah, he was like 
13 or something like yeah. that but he was like and that was the that was the gig they used to hang out on the ledge up there and then when the yeah they hop down and put and the sometimes pins up. the pins would come up you know sometimes the pin would come up and you yeah. know it might hit you or whatever sometimes it hit you sometimes it didn't my dad tells stories he just tells them like it's just normal thing Dude, any like any millennial now would be like suffering from ptsd oh yeah i, I honestly you know, i i know i know guys in that age group and, you know and love Z. love to talk to them if they're willing to sit and just chat they're i, I yeah. love to do that because they're so fun to talk to but you can't do it in a in a in a virtual setting with them no it it, it, it yeah, when i try to, to facetime my dad i talk to his ear the whole time yeah you have you have to be there because he, he i'll facetime him on the on the on the you know on the on the phone well, I, I FaceTime him on my mom's phone. Right. Right. My dad's got a dumb phone. He refuses to get a smartphone. Okay. He's got a push button flip dial phone. So my mom's got the smartphone. So when I video call my mom, uh, you know, my dad will take the phone, the video call, and then uh, let I just want to remind everybody that they will never, ever, ever turn the volume on the television down to talk to me. No. Okay. Well, they never had to do that before. Right. And uh, my mom, nobody can understand that not only is the television using your Wi-Fi, which is generating this call, but the sound coming from your television is coming over. So that's taking up even more Wi-Fi. And that's why I can't hear what you're saying to me. (laughs) But if it's if it's a clear if it's a you know, if maybe they for some reason. You know, they, they don't have the TVs on. Yeah, you catch them at the right time. And not only that, but when you call my mom, you turn on and and the, what's blaring in the background is usually uh, like a World War II documentary, right? Or just uh-huh. some kind of like a interview with a Holocaust survivor. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, mom, you know, she just lives in World War II. I don't understand it. I'm like, mom, there's genocides you can watch live on TV now. Like, you know, we could... <laughs> You know, you can watch the Ukraine. And, and Hello, Matthew. Matthew, is that you? Matty, is that you on the phone, Matthew? Matthew. I, I can't hear oh, this phone. Oh, I, I swear to Christ, I hate this phone. <laughs> this is the conversation I have with my mom. Oh. Matthew. <laughs> I don't even know what that sound is. It's crows. Um, oh. Uh, and then, so my dad will put it up to his ear. So I talked to my dad's ear the whole time, but right. yeah, I love talking. To, I love talking to old people. What was the fucking, what were we talking about before I got on fishing about my parents? We're, we're going through the list of 10 things that people don't realize are dangerous that they should. And oh yeah, that's part of this. Seeing as, seeing as, seeing as how we're talking to old people getting in and out of the shower. Yo, it scares the shit out of me. It, it can. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm with you, Matt. It, yeah, it scares me every time. You you have to step out to to grab something like you left like a washcloth on the on the counter, or soap or something. And you're like, oh wait a minute, let me get out of there. And you you know you carefully scan the floor, you know where you're gonna step. I have no fear getting in and out of the shower. My wife has systematically covered every tile that we've laid in the bathroom with a little rug. The doors don't open properly. You get stuck between them because their rugs jammed up under get, everything. Where do I get set little rugs? I, I don't know. Is it know. a fiber rug or is it a, like I, I, a sticky thing? No, they're is these, it just like a thing that prevents you from slipping? No, they're these stupid rug, bathroom rugs. And you, you apparently have to have 17 of them in a bathroom that's this big. Oh, are you talking about yeah. the shit that goes over the toilet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All over the place. And the toilet seat. And just they just collect your your fecal molecules. I I got on my hands and knees and laid tile in this bathroom with this woman because she wanted a tile floor. <laughs> and then she proceeded to cover and it all proce- up with, with, and, with carpets. You know, with little with little I, rugs. I get a carpet here, a carpet there. You need something to step out of the shower on, but it's not a big bathroom, so. When you put all of these rugs in, there's no tile left. It's all covered up with all these little rugs where you have to stand on them. And the doors don't work right. And it makes me crazy. 
Oh wow! This is remember. My, remember this, growing this up, turned into mice therapy session. Mice. <laughs> remember growing up? Did you? Did your parents ever have the, uh, like the little rubber sticky things on the floor of the of the shower? Yes. Yeah, we had you know, a bath. That's what I we had a bath little, tub with like those star things. Flowers. Then it then it evolved. Then it evolved to an entire mat. Yeah, that you had to put down in the, on the on the floor of the, of the tub with all those sticky things. Like, yeah, with all those uh-huh. suction cups. So like when you, when you wanted to clean the tub, you had to rip the thing up, and it was like eighteen thousand yeah. of them disconnecting from the from the tub. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. Well, what's the next one? Mike? The number one thing on this list is the car headrest, and this intrigues me because I spend a lot of time in the car. If you yeah, set like the that's supposed to be there. there. If you set the headrest too low, it can break your neck. Well, I yeah. I couldn't set the car headrest too low if I tried. Yeah, well, I do have that problem. So. I'd have to sit on two phone books, and damn, where am I going to find a phone book these days? You want to know what's... I'm just, like, yeah, that head, just, about I just want to explain this real quick. That headrest is not there so you can drive with your head back. No. That headrest is there to prevent your head from going and snapping... Going forward and then snapping off at this point over the back and, of the know, seat off conceivably. Um, and it's very important. The only time that headrest should come out of the back of your seat is if you are driven into a river somehow and your car is submerged and you need to break the glass. You can use the headrest to break the glass. Yes. If need be, try rolling down the window before you submerge. Not, not technically the headrest itself, but the little metal rods on it. Yes, don't use the padded part. Good point. We have Thanks, a lot of stupid Pete. people. Sorry, out you know, there. let me let me let me help folks out. I don't want to see somebody like smashing the you know their 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 padded headrest against the window, going, "Why isn't it working?" The middle of the headrest should be aligned with your ears. This is crucial that women do this because they often set it too low so that it doesn't cause them discomfort when their hair is tied in a ponytail. I also just realized I'm going to die if I ever drive my truck into a river or a lake or whatever because my truck doesn't have headrests. The just seats are one piece. Get one of those hammers, man. I think I probably have uh, something somewhere. Yeah, get a rescue hammer. Yeah, good luck. Right. A, good luck. Good luck if you, if you, if a bridge collapses. You have something somewhere in there to be like. <laughs> uh, you know where it is. I always, I always have something of of significant weight in the in the front seat, the back seat, somewhere in the vehicle to smash a window with, whatever. So I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not too terribly worried. But best advice: if you ever find yourself, some you know, submerging in a car, what these, what if you have, you know, if you need be, yep. get out. Let the let the you know the car fill up. Take your you know let let it submerge. Take a deep breath, and then you'll be able to open the door once the once the pressure inside the cabin is the same as the pressure outside. You'll be able to get that door open and get out. So. Life-saving advice on the Media Virus podcast. Uh, that is the end of that. Um, we're going to go into C block. Let's. let's uh, all right. So let's do the uh, the thing where I talk about. You can check us out on themediavirus.com. Uh, you can give us a call six four six virus zero one. Um, that's pretty much it. You know, podcast wherever you find podcasts, YouTube channel, and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So we're just we're breaking. You know what? Let's just keep going. Um, like we're, subscribe. We're just going to break audio. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm not, I mean, we got, we got four people in the, you know, we had five people. A second ago. Somebody left. I'm still here. Bastards. And say, this is like the most people we've had in the chat, like ever. We'll be back. Oh, right it's been a good show. Like, we'll be where, back. Where did, where did they all come from? I want to know. We'll be back with hey, the C block right we'll after this. Awesome. Gooch, that's a little closer to myself. Thanks for putting up with my bullshit.